Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of Kumo tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The secret to catching prize-worthy fish? Fishing like a local. Jonas Knox here with Fishing Booker. The valuable knowledge of a local guide can turn a fishing trip of no bites into the best catch of the day. Go to fishingbooker.com to discover thousands of local fishing charters from all around the world and create your perfect angling adventure with their easy-to-use online booking system. Visit fishingbooker.com and book your trip today. Fishing Booker. Fishing trips made easy. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Outkick the coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern. 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are going to take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, right here on FSR. And we do so with the man who never treats this as the final day of the week heading into the weekend. He never mails it in. He's the one and only Brady Quinn. That's right, baby. But it is Friday, and we do have to celebrate that. And we do have to celebrate the fact that I think I'm still dreaming, Jonas. I think I'm still dreaming after what I saw last night between the Field of Dreams taking me back back to my childhood, visiting that glorious place. But how cool was that moment? How cool was just everything from the production before the game? Kevin Costner walking out. At one point, I thought he was, like, lost. I wasn't sure what was happening. <laughs> and then, then, then I started to understand that they were almost replaying the original Field of Dreams. And then as you look back towards the corn, and as the rest of the players walked out, I got goosebumps. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I got goosebumps. It was a, it was unbelievable moment, and I think it was a big time moment for baseball doing something so unique like this that I think really will kind of uh, almost invigorate that 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 baseball crowd, like all those people who remember back when they were growing up, either the Field of Dreams or going to baseball games with their dad and their family. It was just a big night for baseball in general. Uh, oh, did you think I was talking about the baseball game? I was talking about Joe Flacco slicing and dicing that Pittsburgh Steelers secondary. I mean, oh, what are you hold, talking about? I mean, hold come on, on now. for a second. Dreams okay. do come you, true. You take what away, you take away the one screen he threw to <laughs> Quez Watkins, I and know. that stat line in that game looks a lot different for him. Hey, okay? let me tell you something. Watkins, I don't know what his 40 time is, but he left in the dust. That guy's got speed, man. Like, Joe Flacco ran down the field to go congratulate. It was probably the easiest touchdown pass he's ever thrown. That was was, uh, pretty impressive stuff. Uh, But again, you know, I'm just an all-22 guy, you know, breaking down the film earlier before the show uh, to get ready for this. uh, Yeah, I'd love to see those notes to see what exactly you took from it. I mean, Um, I, I don't need you copying off my paper. Listen, I mean, don't worry about my notes here. But no, to your point in all seriousness, uh, that game, the Field of Dreams game, the idea was brilliant. Um, Kevin Costner, I agree, he did look like lo- he actually when he walked out on the field, he looked closer to the Kevin Costner in JFK when uh, Donald Sutherland starts telling him about the conspiracy and he looks all confused. He looked more like that Kevin Costner than the one who plowed over his corn to build a baseball field. But it was absolutely perfect. And I would love to, I, you know me, I like to come in and, and rain on a parade or two from time and t- from time to time that's the thing i like to do it's fun it's fun to be a little negative and piss people off because they take this stuff way too serious 
I can't find anything they did wrong with that Field of Dreams game. Literally, oh not gosh. one single I mean, thing. Can I find out who, who was able to manicure that, that outfield or the unbelievable. infield and the lawn? It looked unbelievable. unbelievable. I mean, I, I would love to pick up a piece of that turf and take it back and try to make a part of my lawn. Um, can, can I admit something, though, about the yeah. field of dreams and Please everything that was the glory of Major League Baseball last night? Here comes some negativity. Here it goes. Yeah. Right, well, let's go. Be I negative. Mean, uh, go ahead. I, uh, I I really didn't watch much of the game. You know, I watched some of the pregame festivities, but once football came around, I was dialed in, locked in on Pittsburgh, Philly, and obviously Washington and New England take. I want to see Mac Jones. I'll be I'll be I'll be honest. I wanted to see Mac Jones. I wanted to see how he looked in his debut. I was curious to see some things, not so much really from Washington. I think I've got an idea of what they'll be, but more so on the in, in the other game from Jalen Hurts and what that's going to look like. So. Uh, I was more dialed into football last night than I think it was baseball. But at the end of the game, it ended up being close. Uh, the White Sox won. The Yankees looked like it could be an interesting offseason. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, that, that, that's, that, that's my full admission to my, my night last night. It was mostly, well, mostly football. Well, listen, you, I don't even think anybody needed to watch the entirety of the game. Like, I, I went over um, – my nephew and my sister had no idea that the game – that it was actually last night. And so when I put the game on and I went over to the house – they were they were just mesmerized by the just it, you don't need to see whether the game was a good game or not. It could have been a blowout. Just the presentation alone was absolutely brilliant. Just presentation, the Costner stuff, bringing the players out of the corn, I thought was a nice touch. Like like yeah. all, the entire thing. John Paul Morosi was with us yesterday. The the barn uh, as as the uh, center field, you know, as sort of the what do they call it? The uh, the backdrop, the eye drop, uh, yeah, the eye yeah. wall, whatever, whatever they got. Who cares? The walleye, third eye, who cares? Anyway, I think walleye is actually a fish. Yeah, that's yeah, or whatever. I mean, I, I, I always thought a walleye was somebody whose eye went in a different direction. Well, now that's you got me I, thinking about Wonderwall, which is a pretty good song by Oasis, but I'm sure you're not going to admit that. That song sucks. But anyways, uh, but just the whole presentation, how it was put together, the design, all of that, I thought they did a brilliant job. I know you were disappointed because it wasn't actually on the movie set field uh, because that yeah, was I mean, the one I, that I just, you visited. Like, come on, well, man. Well, I, I haven't been on the new field. I, I, just, I thought they were playing on the legit field where you got you to you know, figure out a way of maneuvering around the, uh, the, the, uh, the light post in the middle of the outfield. Like, I know it may be an issue for a lot of players in the outfield but at the same time it's like look you get paid you figure it out I mean play behind it if a ball gets hit your way you obviously stay behind it then you come up to catch the ball it's it's not that complicated but uh, I mean uh, I just I just looked at that last night and thought that was awesome and and we are going to catch up with uh, the great Iowa Sam Fox Sports Radio legend he was able to go back home and actually attend that event uh, got credentialed cruised through took a bunch of pictures he's going to join us coming up uh, next hour here on Fox Sports Radio as we dive more into that game there before we dive more into that game yeah uh, can we can we touch on one thing yeah i do do. think it's only appropriate we talk about best kevin costner movies because he's got a lot of he's actually got a lot of movies when you think back on his career i mean fall the dreams is one that's up there but some people like Waterworld. i'm not i'm not sure why but dancing with wolves yeah dancing with wolves too long too long and a little bit too boring uh and and when i say that i probably sound like a a hypocrite because uh, i mean it's easily jfk correct I mean, JFK would be up there. I'm not sure if I'm going with that one. Uh, Tin Cup. Tin Cup's also part of the conversation. Bull Durham. Durham. Yeah, Bull Bull Durham. I think Bull Durham's it for me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, because it's it's a little Tin Cup's pretty legendary, though. Yeah, it's a little raunchy. That that that's why you like Bull Durham. It's a little raunchy, uh, and and oh, okay. that's sort of the uh, kind of flick you enjoy. Uh, I you know I like. Uh, there, there's a lot of good uh, Costner films out well, there. Well, he wasn't in Boogie Nights, Jonas. So I mean, it doesn't fit your favorite. Thank you. Movie. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, but I'm sure uh, because it was in Draft Day and it was centered around the Cleveland Browns, and you're such a blowhard when it comes to the state of Ohio, you probably think Draft Day's uh, the Kevin Costner's best movie. I mean, he's had some good stuff out there. What about The Untouchables? Ooh, Remember when he? That's I think another the, good one. yeah, with Elliot. Was he Elliot Ness? Is that the? Uh, I mean, listen. Yeah. The only the the most important Elliot in film is the uh, older brother of uh, of the kid who uh, was friends with ET. I mean, that's I was the just going to say. I was, I was, I, if you don't make an ET reference here, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure this radio show can keep going. Yeah, listen. I'm just saying. Like, I, I, if we're going to be factual here, let's be factual all the way through. But no, uh, yeah, Kevin Costner. Uh, he's had some good flicks, and uh, it was good to see him come out last night. I thought it was a perfect intro. Uh, it seemed to be a little 
little bit emotional being out there on that field. I don't know if whether he was just playing it up for the uh, for the for the crowd or for the cameras, but what job well done by everybody at Fox. And the fact that you didn't watch much of the game, I'm sure, is going to play over well when you go to the lot on Big Noon Kickoff. I'm sure, that's going to play over well. No, I mean I nice watched job. a lot of, of of the pregame stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's most important. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here, Fox Sports Radio. Mac Jones. Thoughts. Mm. Thoughts. I, not uh, those I, kind of thoughts. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he did exactly what I, th- I kind of figured he would do. Like, that's his game style. That's what Josh McDaniels wants. That's why that draft pick was such a good fit for what they want to do. You know, they want to get the ball out on time. They don't want him to sit back there and try to scramble around, hold on to the football, or run around. You know, obviously we saw Tom Brady do that more successfully than any quarterback ever in the NFL. But that's exactly what they want to do. You know, they want to take advantage of what they feel like is a schematic advantage with Josh McDaniels being able to uh, diagram plays that are going to be able to exploit weaknesses and a quarterback who can deliver the football to those spots. And I thought Mac Jones, who's an accurate quarterback, did a good job of that. He stood tough in the pocket, took some hits sometimes after he delivered, delivered some throws. Um, you know, for the most part, it was kind of dink and dunk. But again, like that's, you know, as much as, remember when we were all getting on Tom Brady about not pushing the football down the field yeah. and all that? And they, oh, yeah. is he getting old? Is it his arm? All that stuff. No, folks, that's, that's what Josh McDaniels wants to do. They, they don't want to take a bunch of shots down the field on 30-plus yard throws. They don't want to do that. They don't believe in that. And so it was never Tom Brady. It was really more what they wanted to do in New England. And what they didn't do was they never surrounded Tom at the end with enough talent on the outside at wide receiver, outside of Julian Edelman, who was a great slot. They never had anyone who could take that you know, a 12-yard curl route or an 18-yard dig route and take it to the house. You know, so they had to go out and find some of those guys now, which I think they tried to do in free agency. They tried to draft as well. But that's the truth of the matter. And it's one of the reasons why they invested in tight ends. You know, tight ends typically aren't guys who are going to get you those huge 60-yard touchdown catches. It's pretty rare. They're usually moving the sticks for some big plays, but that's what their prerogative was. So I, I thought Mac Jones did a tremendous job really handling the operations of it for his first game as a rookie starting. The, the only thing I'd say is I think it's going to be really tough for him to beat out Cam Newton because Cam does the same thing. He's been yeah. in this offense. Unless he gets hurt, unless he just starts missing a bunch of throws, he's always going to have that dynamic ability to run the football. And that's, that's just something that Mac doesn't have. And so he's not going to have that extraordinary talent that we're going to see from all these other rookies. Like a Trevor Lawrence, once we see him play, the way he'll take off and be able to run and do something or make some ridiculous throw. You know, Zach Wilson can move around a little bit. You know, we're going to see it from Trey Lance. I promise you when he gets in, he'll take off and make a big player. He'll make a jaw-dropping throw. That's not Mac Jones's game. He's accurate. He's smart. He's on time. He gets the ball where it's supposed to go. And so that's the tough thing is when you're that kind of quarterback, you're relying on what's that around you, and you're never going to make that spectacular play that's going to make everyone say, man, he reminds me of you know, Patrick Mahomes or Russell Wilson or even Aaron Rodgers to that degree. That's, just, that's not really his game at this point. So I loved everything he did. I think they're going to love everything he did uh, outside of maybe one time he had a deeper uh, route downfield to kind of check down too soon. But that comes with time. So I, I, I was really impressed with what he did for, for what his skill set is, if that makes sense. Yeah, and I do. I also think, and I get the sense, and and look, this could be maybe me, uh, you know, overthinking this whole thing when it comes to Belichick. But I get the feeling that Belichick acknowledges that Cam Newton was in a really tough spot last year, and I think Belichick really, really likes Cam Newton a lot. I think he's a fan of Cam Newton. I think he became more of a fan of him just working with him and seeing how well he responded to what they were trying to do there, how much of a leader he was. The fact that this is an MVP candidate uh, who could have who could have easily just said you know what I'm not playing for this price I'm not going to do this you know I'll wait until there's a better offer out there and he took the offer he joined a team late he tried to adapt to the culture uh, he, he he got the respect of all his teammates he dealt with COVID in a shortened year following Tom Brady all of that I get the feeling Belichick's going to do everything within his power to give Cam Newton every opportunity with this job I, and, and I think it would take a lot a significant amount for Mac Jones to see the field 
He's a former league MVP. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and, and I keep explaining this to people. Have you ever seen Cam Newton in person? Uh, at the Super Bowl. And, and it's shocking how big he is. Thank you. Like, it is one of the most surprising things because you think watching him on TV, you're like, oh, that's, that's, that's a big guy. You see him in person and you go, holy cow. Like, imagine someone in the secondary trying to bring him down. And I think Bill Belichick still understands his importance, in particular in the red zone, being able to run the football. And reason being is because, I mean, look, for example, my foundation, I have a foundation. That's why I'm here in Ohio right now, because I have a foundation event. We work with veterans. But the name of it is called Third and Goal. And the the reason why it's called Third and Goal is because Bill Belichick and all his disciples – they, di- they dissect and diagram everything possible that can happen in the red zone on third down, both offensively and defensively. You have a really complicated package that you take in there to execute because they feel like third, third and goals throughout the course of the game are what makes the difference at the end of the game. Because that four-point swing between a touchdown or you, you settling for a field goal a lot of times makes the difference as that adds up throughout the first through fourth quarters. And so the, the weapon that is Cam Newton's body and his running ability down in that area of the field is unique. And it's something that you cannot stop when they start diagramming some of those quarterback run plays, not to mention his ability to spread the football around to all their different targets. So I'm with you. Um, I, I think he's going to give him every first chance because yeah. he is such an Adonis. And just the last thing I say, if we're not going to talk about this game one more time, Keep an eye on Ramondre Stevenson, okay? The running back that got out of Oklahoma, my goodness. That young man, the second he got back to Oklahoma last year, after he was suspended, he had a huge impact on their running game, and he had a huge impact last night breaking off a long run. But I'm just saying, they've got a stable of backs. This team's going to be able to run the heck out of the football, play decent defense, and I think if Cam can just do enough in the passing game – they're going, to be in the, they're going to be in the mix in the AFCs. I don't think they're going to beat the Bills, but they'll be in the mix. There's no doubt. Uh, he's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. It's Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. You can listen to the show, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up next, though, we have got a shocking possible development at quarterback for one NFL team. We'll get to that next here. It's Outkick the Coverage for you right here at Fox Sports Radio. This, this is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Bridgestone tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended and installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their bridgestone test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. He's Brady Quinn. I'm Jonas Knox. This is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up top of next hour, a little over 10 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, somebody in the NFL has finally spoken. We've been waiting months and months and months. We finally have a response. Uh, we will get to that here coming up uh, in a little over 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. So, Brady Quinn, you threw out the question earlier in the show uh, as we were discussing the brilliance of the field of dreams game that was put on by Fox last night uh, in Iowa in Dyersville uh, the White Sox with a walk off over the Yankees uh, you know two lead changes in the final inning uh, it was perfect it could not have gone better the weather it was the like scene. a movie it, yes. it, it was honestly like a movie I thought Fox obviously did a tremendous job bias I know but seriously it felt like a movie the way the thing began the way it ended the drama in between, is everything involved. It was one of the coolest things I've seen in sports this year. Yeah, and so with that being said, uh, you, you threw out the question, best Kevin Costner movie? Because Kevin Costner was brought out, obviously, uh, he was the star of Field of Dreams back in 1989. Wow. Uh, so the best Kevin Costner movie uh, in the eyes of a Brady Quinn is what? All right, which one are you going with? Uh, there's a lot of them. You know, the Postman. I mean, just think about the importance of The Postman, his role in that particular movie. I do love me some Dancing with Wolves, but as you pointed out, it's a bit long. Man, uh, Draft Day, I mean, I kind of lived that out. I, I don't, I, I mean, it's a good movie. I don't know that I need to like really pick that one. Uh, you, you mentioned Tin Cup, and I've wavered back and forth. The Untouchables is in there too. But something about Tin Cup and I feel like every single time it's on, I watch a, a small portion of it or maybe the rest of the movie whenever I catch it. There's just something about that movie, the entire storyline, everything else, and the character that Kevin Costner plays. I think Tin Cup is the one that I've, I've watched the most, I would watch the most. I think that might be his best character's best role. Okay, interesting. All right, so you're going to go with Tin Cup. Eddie Garcia, a favorite or best Kevin Costner movie in your mind? Well, um, there's a, a a western he was in that I liked Ooh. a lot called Open Range. I don't know if you guys ever saw oh, I that. Say, I, I thought you were going to say Wyatt Earp. No, no, that's that, too long. Yeah, that's really long. Uh, <laughs> it was with him and Robert Duvall. I was I thought it was really good. Um, yeah, uh, there was a, the way, and there what? was an early western he did really early in his career called Silverado that had like kind of a all star oh, cast. Oh yeah, that was good. That was a good one. Uh, that yeah, one was, that was pretty good. good too. But I I think I would have to go. Although I don't think it's his best role necessarily. But Sean Connery was so good. Uh, I'd probably go The Untouchables. Yeah. yeah. No, that yeah. that's a good. And, and by the way, what is it with uh, Costner films being really long? Does he just does he just stand over the uh, guy who's editing and say, "No, you're not taking that scene out." Kiss well, my I ass. think you're I, taking I, that scene I, out. I think Wyatt Earp and Dances with Wolves that he directed both of them, so he was right. in charge. So well, yeah. and that and then I think was it where was the movie he filmed in uh, in, in Philadelphia or or 
or excuse me, was it Baltimore maybe when, when Cal Ripken and that whole situation happened? Oh, was, wasn't that Kevin Costner? Well, listen, Eddie's got yeah. intimate knowledge on that, uh, that whole well, situation. Well, but he here. wanted to make it a longer movie to, well, to be, yeah. you know. <laughs> be there a little longer by the way you'll hear intimate details of that story from eddie garcia who actually lived it on the air uh later on in the show that is a brilliant fox sports radio tale um uh, all right uh roberto a favorite uh, kevin costner flick bull durham easy good call bull durham durham's a good one uh danny which one are you going with i'm gonna say perfect world is that him and the little kid, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He talked about it with Joe Buck during the broadcast last night because his kids demanded to see it because they heard it was good, but Costner thought it was too violent. It is, So man. that right there <laughs> tells you it's one of his better movies. Is that where, and I don't want to give away any uh, details, where he's sitting by the tree Clint Eastwood point? directed it, and yes. he's in it. Kevin Costner's an escaped convict and takes a, a kid hostage. Clint Eastwood is a Texas Ranger hunting him down. Yeah, and at one point wow. he's sitting by the tree, correct, in the movie? I don't yeah. want to give away the details, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, I just say it. There's a point where he's sitting by the well, tree. No one uh, said Mr. Brooks or Swing Vote. What about Swing Vote? Swing I, vote I have a feeling Dub is going to go with the Tin Cup movie just like you. Yeah, because he's a degenerate golfing gambler. Of course he is. Dub, <laughs> is it Tin sure Cup? I'm not sure what that has to do with it. I mean, well, it, it's either between uh, – Tin Cup and Molly's game. So, yeah, golfing and gambling Ooh, right there. Please get, he wants to lead role game. in that, though. I know, of I know. Course. That's why I was going to go Tin Cup because Costner, you know, he's kind of the third uh, third lead there. But, yeah, Tin Cup is the highwayman. That's also he's good. He's the third leg. Oh, well, highwayman was okay. It's not that great, dude. Like, come on. Highwayman's not that great. Uh, JFK. I mean, come on. I mean, JFK. Tim. You, you got to go JFK. That story dude. keeps changing, though. You know, we don't know what the hell happened. I day. know, but you know what, man? Oliver Stone, upon further review, He brought up some really good points in that movie. I'm just saying. This is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcast. Good song, man. Huh. I, I didn't think you were going to go that direction. Are you, are you, are you hip thrusting uh, the air? Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> so good. There's something about it, man. I mean, why? why what's what happening this, right uh, now? What is this? Uh, Don Henny or whatever his name is? Henley. Yeah, Henley, yeah. Him too. It's actually Jonas Knox. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> F you. What's that supposed to mean? Uh, all right. Uh, by the way, I mean, actually, listening... what, what does that, what is that supposed to mean, Roberto? Yeah, it's Roberto's got a problem with me because we had a conversation about beer earlier and he was not happy with my response. I'm going to buy I, Rolling oh. Rock this weekend. Yeah, yeah right. I, I asked him, I, I asked Roberto, by the way, we're listening, uh, if you're listening on the podcast, there's a Don Henley song playing uh, right now, uh, which is why we're commenting on it. I asked Roberto, I say, hey, what, uh, what beer are you going to buy this weekend? Because that's like a tradition. Every Friday, he wraps up a hard work, a hard work week, and then he goes and he buys some beer. I said, "You gonna buy some Rolling Rock?" He said, "Hell no, man." I was like, okay, you're a racist. So, so Rolling Rock's not good for you. It's got to be Negro Modelo. It's got to right. be, uh, you know, Dos, Dos Equis or something like that. Yeah. Ooh. Unbelievable. It's a racist. Dos Equis uh, Try it, Brady. I don't know if you tried it before. Yeah. I have. It's delicious. Yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah, Brady's not into it. It's got more than 3% alcohol by volume. It's not, not his thing. <laughs> uh, all right. Look, you um, throwing some shade. Good for I, you, Jonas. Good for you standing up for yourself <laughs> yeah, for yeah, once. Yeah, yeah. Good time. for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, speaking of standing up, a man who absolutely was probably not not standing up at the end of that game last night here. Uh, it is Iowa Sam who's going to be joining us here in just a moment uh, live from Iowa. I do want to let people know uh, we are going to play Headline or Lie coming up uh, this hour. If you want to be a part of it, 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Headline or Lie, we're looking for two participants, two people. If you've got the balls and you want to compete with Brady Quinn and I and a little edition of Headline or Lie, 877-99 on Fox. Fox is the phone number. Uh, we'll be getting to that here coming up uh, shortly on FSR. But right now, uh, when you hear the name Iowa Sam Kinsley, you think of greatness, you think of corn, and you think of booze. 
And he joins us here live from Iowa. He was there on the scene at the Field of Dreams game in Dyersville last night. Iowa Sam, what the hell's happening? How are we? Hey, how we doing, guys? I'm uh, I'm up in Adam here, Italy, in the uh, great state of Iowa. The uh, sun is just poking out a little bit, uh, and I'm here uh, still riding the high of last night at the Field of Dreams game. Well, let me ask you this, though. Uh, and by the way, get your energy up, for Christ's sake. Uh, let, let me ask you this. I'm running a little on sleep, Jonas. I'm uh, still uh, who cared? Aren't we all, man? I'm two, we're two hours behind you here in uh, Southern California. Yeah, but well, we, would you get drunk in a cornfield last no night? No kidding, I mean, come man. On. <laughs> what are we talking about here? And Sam, let me ask you this, because obviously just a really, really special night for everybody involved. So the most important question I've got for you is, how bad was your B.O. by about the sixth inning? Because, man, <laughs> the, the, Sam, t- you mentioned it uh, in a text message. The humidity was uh, was shocking once you got off the plane, correct? Yeah, the, the humidity. Well, actually, I did not get off the plane. I drove from California to Iowa, if you can did believe you really? that. And what, a, what? I did. That was a haul. That was a how haul. How long and did I that did take? That. I, how long was it? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Uh, well... It's um it's a solid two and a half day drive where you're driving uh, ten plus hours uh, each day and then the first day was a, a six hour drive but it, it, we had to go even longer because there was a, a closure on I seventy through Colorado due to mudslides so we t- we took the scenic route and it was uh, it was definitely a, a long a long trek but um yeah very humid when I got here and, and it got a little better as the night went on but uh, I just I. I needed to definitely apply the antiperspirant, a little cologne, and um, I think it held up pretty well. I, I was Sam. I, I hate to do this to you uh, on on national live uh, live air. Let's but, do it. Let's okay. do it. I'm ready. Here's the reality: is when when you're you're from Iowa, right? That's right. And, and when am, you're yes. from the Midwest, and then you go out to California, but then you come back and you start talking about humidity, that's where you lose your Midwest card. Like no one, no one in the Midwest wants yeah. to hear you complaining about the humidity only californians do that like that's like the first time you've basically probably admitted that you're like a full-blown californian now yeah no like i get that listen like we we when we live here in the state of iowa like it's just another day you know it's humidity plus plus people from louisiana and texas would just you know they just roll their eyes at you because the humidity that down there is so oppressive that you know you can't even leave the house. But uh, it was it was rather sticky uh, last night, but not as not as bad as when I first got here. And by the end of the night, after the sunset, it was it was cooling off, and it was it was uh, it was very enjoyable. And the uh, like you know the the sunset with the game, uh, uh, it was just you weren't even thinking about the weather. You were just uh, you were just sort of filled with the magic sort of of the. Uh, the field of dreams. I guess hey, we'll did, uh, by the way, Iowa Sam, Fox Sports Radio legend, joining us here on Fox uh, Sports Radio. Uh, up and alert and really at him this morning. Right. Uh, energy <laughs> through the roof uh, here on FSR. Uh, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on Outkick the Coverage. Now, were people boozing? Were they were they selling beers? Well, like, what were what were the concessions like? Were there hot dogs? Was it only corn? Like, what are we talking about there at the game? It was it was pretty good. It was. Um, I, I really think they. They did a good job of of expanding on the menu. Um, there was, you know, anything from Bush Light, Bud Light, you could get, but then you could also get some local beers. Uh, I had uh, an IPA from a local brewery, and uh, I also had a Polish sausage, and that was a pretty good a little sauerkraut, jalapeno, ketchup, Ooh, and mustard. On top. Sounds like a typical Thursday night for you. That's right. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> And it only it only cost me about uh, you know eight hundred dollars, and the the Dasani water was uh, you know eight bucks. But that that's going to a game for you. It was the first professional baseball game in the state of Iowa, so you had to have those uh, professional uh, baseball uh, uh, prices for concessions. Can, I mean, can you give a shout out to the to the local brewery? Like uh, like I mean, you're, you're getting sure. your IPA. I mean, give a shout out to them for at least. It was. I was drinking an Easy Eddie, I believe it's called, and it's from Big Grove Brewery, which you can you can find this beer like at pretty much any establishment in Iowa, and they had it uh, they had it uh, uh, for sale there, and and I mean you could get popcorn, you could get peanuts, you could get all the traditional uh, baseball game foods, but um, you know you could also get like uh, vodka cocktails, and they had 
vegetarian wraps and stuff. So they, they had a pretty good selection of different things. And there were concession stands, like, everywhere. Uh, so there was never, like, you know, too long of a line to stand in. I think they did a nice job of accommodating the 8,000, well, it was more like 10,000 people there with the, uh, you throw the media in there as well. I was Sam, did you even go to the actual Field of Dreams? Did you walk over and kind of walk around there for a little bit before you went to the, the ballpark that we saw last night? I was under the impression they were playing, before we talked to uh, J.P. Morosi yesterday, I was under the impression they were playing at the original Field of Dreams until he explained, no, 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 they cut out in the middle of this cornfield this beautiful, beautiful ballpark that they created just for this game that's not going anywhere now. So I would imagine yeah. you were kind of perusing both while you were there. Yeah, so the original movie site, like the Diamond, is very simple. It's sort of like a youth baseball diamond in that there's just a, two bleachers really just sitting on the sides, which obviously couldn't accommodate the, you know, 8,000 fans. So the the diamond they built for this game was just a few hundred yards away and uh, separated by corn, of course. Um, I did walk through uh, sort of these corn passageways to get to the uh, – to get to the original diamond, which was close by, and there's the house there that was in the movie, and um, but the the stadium that they built was about five million dollars, I believe, and um, it was it was pretty nice. I hope they they keep it intact and and try to use it for future events. Uh, but the whole sort of the whole park was very compact and you know decorated with Field of Dreams game, uh, you know cardboard cutouts and. Uh, you know, there were lights hanging in the corn. I mean, it was it, they they really went all out. But yeah, I think they dropped about five million uh, to make the stadium you saw on TV with the uh, the stands and the outfield uh, styled as it as it was. Um, it, it was pretty neat. Uh, Iowa Sam, Fox Sports Radio legend, joining us here on FSR. I mean, he sounds fully caffeinated. What do you got? An IV of uh, espresso in your veins right now? I mean, yeah, for Christ's yeah. sake! What, what, I, like, what are you doing I'm, over there? Live it up, bro. What, what do you want me to hung up? Do some jumping some helium, jacks. and then so I have my 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 voice is higher. Yeah, what, what, what do you what do you are you hey, are you hung over? Did you go out boozing after the game? If you did, who cares? I mean, you still made the hit. That's all that counts. No. But I mean, are you hung over at least? Let me let me tell you. No, I'm not hung over. So uh, I stayed through the the end of the game, and uh, even through some of the post game stuff. You know, they did a little video montage of talking about how the movie was made. Uh, actually, happened to see a former. Um, Colts tight end Dallas Clark was there. Um, I saw him in the stands. He was wearing a Mets hat, which I thought was interesting. Uh, but I uh, <laughs> spoke to him briefly. Uh, whoever, whoever knew Dallas Clark was a Mets fan? Yeah, uh, uh, growing up in Iowa and, and the Midwest, and then playing for the Colts mostly. But um, I did stay through the whole game, and then I just, you know, I decided to stay and let sort of let the, let the crowd sort of, you know, ease their way out. You know, sort of. Get, we knew there was going to be traffic. There's one road in, one road out, pretty much. So I waited uh, way past the end of the game, and then so I went to go look for my car, right? And when I was when I was coming to the game, I was so I was running a little behind, and and I was so uh, fixated on getting in, getting my credential, getting into the game that I didn't really pay attention to where I where I parked, and I parked in this massive. Clover field, if you will, just a massive rolling hill, uh, an alfalfa field, and there were still quite a few cars uh, parked in this giant field. I kid you not, guys. I was walking around for forty or forty-five minutes up and down this this hilly parking space, <laughs> looking for my car, and just just confused, disoriented. <laughs> and my phone had died. If I had my phone on and alive, I could have used my. Uh, Apple Maps locator, the geotag, to find my car, but my phone had died from taking pictures and, you know, using my phone and Twitter throughout the night. And I, I mean, I must have oh walked God. another 5,000 steps. And and finally, I was just clicking my I was clicking my key, trying to get the the lights to flash, and I was just like, this is a mess. So I finally found my car. There was no traffic getting out at that point, and so I finally probably got to bed about two thirty in what, the morning. What, got what, a what, that's, a, that's about right. That's what about a professional! Right. Yeah. What what a yeah. what a broadcast <laughs> professional through and through. I always Sam, what was the mix of fans like? Were they just general baseball fans, just a bunch of Iowans, or, or was it more of like Yankees, White Sox fans? Who ventured up? Obviously, Chicago's closer. It makes sense if there were more White Sox fans. Yeah, there were definitely more White Sox fans. It was a mix of, I mean, 
Mostly, they I think they wanted to sell tickets to just Iowans. Like you had to prove you were from Iowa with an ID and you know proof of residence. But it was yeah, it was definitely um, overwhelmingly White Sox fans. You could hear them chanting through the game. They were wild when you know Tim Anderson hit that walk off home run at the end of the game with the fireworks, which is just spectacular, by the way. And um, yeah, it was White Sox fans. But you were seeing you were seeing Cubs jerseys, Jonas. You would love that. You were seeing all kinds. Of, you know, I I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's that? A Cubs jersey, right? Uh, but no, uh, Cubs fans walking around, and uh, you know, people with all different types of MLB jerseys, and then you know, minor league baseball jerseys and hats, and um, people with the throwback White Sox jersey on that you know you could buy for four hundred dollars at the other concession stand <laughs> or the merchandise stand. I can't, of course. It was only two two hundred and forty nine dollars and you know forty nine cents. I, I joke, but it was still expensive. But um, uh. He, I was wearing a, a, an old school Iowa Cubs jersey and my Cedar Rapids Colonels hat, so you know, I blended right in. Well, uh, listen, uh, job well done. Uh, we appreciate you getting up early and popping on with us. And, and I'll ask you this one last question, real quick, sure. before we let you go. Um, is that you've been to a lot of great Iowa football games growing up in the state? Is that the coolest Iowa sporting event you've ever been to? Um. Yeah, I, I have been to some big uh, Iowa football games um, in my life. Uh, I went to several games during their their twelve and zero season, twenty fifteen. Um, but this was, I think, the most special because it was the first ever professional baseball game in the state of Iowa, and the amount of money and resources invested into this it was it was it was just special. And then you know it was a little muggy and overcast as the game went on, but. The, I can't tell you the sunset was stunning, absolutely stunning. I, I don't. I had goosebumps. I was uh, walking around on the original field uh, during the sunset, and taking pictures, and and it was just unforgettable. I don't think. I mean, people were just smile. I haven't smiled that much since I, my senior prom, guys. So I was, you know, my face was hurting by the You're end of the night. And it was all natural. <laughs> I know. You're an idiot. You are. You are. But uh, really it, was, an idiot. it was absolutely yeah. spectacular evening. Um, I, it's going to be hard to top this one. Uh, well, yeah, listen, uh, I'll leave the senior prom uh, comment out of this, uh, but you can get him on Twitter at Iowa Sam 99. Uh, thanks, pal. We appreciate it. We love you. Get back soon and, uh, and go get blasted. I mean, <laughs> annihilated uh, this weekend in Iowa. Thanks. Iowa Roger Sam. that. Roger that Jonas and Brady. Thanks a lot, guys. There he is. The great Iowa Sam here on Fox sports radio. Uh, all right. So we are going to have headliner lie coming up here uh, next on FSR eight, seven, seven, 99 on Fox eight, seven, seven, nine, nine, Six six three six nine for all the latest though from around the world of sports. It's Eddie Garcia. I'm a little upset with Iowa Sam. I, I a few years ago I gave him a Iowa Hawkeyes football jersey that oh, Kirk, that's right. Kirk Ferentz sent us. He was a guest on our show for a season. He sent us all uh, Hawkeye jerseys, and I, I gave it to Sam because I knew that it would mean a lot to him, and he should have been wearing that. I think at the at that baseball game. Eddie screwed you. Yeah, oh, well. that bastard. We'll never have him on again. He's done. (laughs) He's done on this show. All right, let's get to that uh, Field of Dreams game, the first ever Major League game in the state of Iowa. It was uh, not only a great setting, but a pretty good baseball game as well. Uh, The Yankees and White Sox combined for nine home runs, and the game ended on a home run. Uh, Tim Anderson with a walk-off shot for Chicago in their 9-8 victory over New York. Aaron Judge, a couple of homers, 5 RBI in a losing effort for the Bronx Bombers. Reds over the Braves, 12-3. Jesse Winker a grand slam in that win for Cincinnati. Phillies beat the Dodgers 2-1, so Philadelphia reclaimed sole possession of first in the NL East. They're a game up on Atlanta and a half game up on New York with the Mets sweeping a doubleheader from the Nationals by scores of 4-1 and 5-4 in that 5-4 win. Pete Alonso ends that game with a walk-off home run. A's all over the Indians 17 to nothing. Oakland's won seven in a row, and they're now a game and a half back of Idle Houston in the AL West. Giants shut off the Rockies 7 nothing. San Francisco's lead on LA is at five in the NL West. Rays over the Red Sox 8 to 1. Tampa Bay now with a five game lead on Boston in the AL East. For the Red Sox, they still have a two game lead on the Yankees for that final wild card spot in the AL. Brewers over the Cubs 17 to 4. It was uh, Luis Arias with five hits for Milwaukee. They were all extra base hits. Three doubles, two home runs, and he tied a major league record with that. And the Padres lose the Diamondbacks 12-3, so San Diego's lead for that final wildcard spot in the National League down to three and a half games 
on Cincinnati. In the NBA, the LA Clippers have re-signed star Kawhi Leonard. Four years, $176.3 million max extension. It includes a player option for the fourth year. NFL preseason, Steelers beat the Eagles 24-16. No Ben Roethlisberger for Pittsburgh. Dwayne Haskins, 16 of 22 passing, 161 yards, one touchdown, no interceptions. For Philadelphia quarterback Jalen Hurts, 3 of 7 passing, 54 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Patriots beat the Washington football team 22-13. Cam Newton for New England, 4 of 7 passing, 49 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And Mac Jones in his Patriots debut, 13 of 19 passing, 87 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. And Ryan Fitzpatrick for Washington. He had... uh, 8 of 5 passing, 58 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Back to Jonas Knox and Brady Quinn in the Outkick the Coverage Studios. Coming up next, headline or lie, 877-99 on Fox. If you want to be a part of it, it is one of the fastest growing game shows in all of sports radio. And it's yours next here on FSR. This, this is Outkick the Coverage. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerackcom sports to see their goodyear test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerackcom sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be Hey, it's Jonas Knox. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You already talked about that, but there's just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their new unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go, so get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum! And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. 
Right now, uh, kind enough to join us as he does every single week here on FSR. It is Albert Breer, MMQB senior NFL reporter. Albert, Jonas and Brady, how are you? I'm good. How you guys doing? Uh, good, man. Uh, so I wanted to start with uh, the games last night, uh, and specifically the Patriots game. Um, what jumped out to you the most uh, regarding the dynamic between Cam Newton and Mac Jones there in New England? You know, I, I think it's sort of um, what we expected. Um, and if you've paid attention to the way the last couple of weeks have gone, um, you know, I think the two guys sort of played to their reputation. Um, yeah, Cam, we're not going to be able to see the whole thing because they're not going to run him in the preseason. But, um, you know, I think you saw some flashes of him looking more comfortable than he did a year ago. And then, you know, you saw those blips. Um, and then I think with Mac, kind of the thing that sticks out to me is how comfortable he was. And um, it didn't look too big for him. They put him in the no huddle. He was able to operate that. Um, you know, and, and nothing really wowed you, um, I don't think. Um, there was one ball, he, one real nice throw downfield um, he made to, to, to Christian Wilkerson that you could argue maybe Wilkerson should have caught it. Um, but other than that, there was nothing really, like, overwhelming um, about what Mac did. He just looked smart, looked efficient, um, and looked completely comfortable. Um, playing in his first, you know, I guess, live NFL action. And so I think both guys sort of played to their reputation, which means um, you know, the competition is probably going to roll on for another week and we'll see what happens. So, Albert, my theory on this whole thing is because of that, meaning and looking at Mac Jones' skill set, he's never really going to wow you. Like, he just doesn't have that dynamic ability like Trevor Lawrence can and has or, you know, Trey Lance or Justin Fields, uh, maybe even Zach Wilson, you know, to a degree. But he doesn't have that ability. So I feel like if you're looking at him at stealing this job from Cam, I I don't know that he's capable of because he'll just be kind of steady Eddie, right? He'll operate the offense. He'll make some good throws where he needs to, but he's dependent upon everything else out around them. Don't you think that gives them the edge to Cam? This will be Cam week one, especially for all those people out there who are trying to lay some hard-earned money on this and make some bets on those future odds for who's going to start week one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably Cam. Um, I think you're probably right. You know, I, I think what's interesting about this is the dynamic with Josh. Um, Josh McDaniels, their offensive coordinator, where, um, you know, I, I think, like, Josh was excited last year about getting Cam. And, and, you know, and uh, he sort of got a chance to, to swing some clubs that he had in his bag for a while um, but couldn't really use when Brady was the quarterback. Um, and now I, I think, you know, part of the decision-making here is what sort of offense you want to run and what sort of offense is going to be best for the other ten guys in the huddle. Um, I think the reason why you start the season with Cam, though, Brady, and I, I think, you know, this dynamic exists in San Francisco and Chicago, too, is once you go to the rookie – notwithstanding what happened in Miami last year, I, I think you have to stick with the rookie, right? So once you've committed to going with the rookie, that means you're riding out all the bumps, the ups, the downs. If things don't go right, um, it's going to be harder to go back to the veteran. Whereas if you start with Cam and things go right, then great. you got a redshirt year for Mac, and he's got a year to learn and grow. Um, and if it doesn't go wrong, you can always sort of pull the escape hatch, you know? I mean, I, so I, I think that that dynamic's part of, the decision-making in all of these places, too. And remember, this is pretty rare because, I mean, generally, and I don't need to tell you this, Brady, um, generally quarterbacks drafted in the first round go to bad teams. You know, and yeah. it's almost always that way. And this is a unique year in that three of the five teams that took quarterbacks in the first round really aren't bad teams. I mean, San Francisco, Chicago, and New England have all been in the playoffs within the last couple of years, and two of those three teams have been in the Super Bowl really recently. So I just think the dynamic and the idea that you can ride out the bumps with a rookie quarterback, it's one thing if you're Jacksonville or the Jets. I think the dynamic's much different if you've got a team that's a contender right now. Uh, Albert Breer, MMQB senior NFL reporter, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn with you here on FSR. Uh, All right, so you mentioned uh, the situation in Chicago. Um, Obviously, you being an Ohio State alum, you've seen a lot of Justin Fields. What do you expect from him in his debut against the Dolphins coming up on Saturday? Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see some wild plays, and there's probably going to be some things you can pick out and say, okay, like, is he ready? Um, you know, to me, I, I think really kind of what's going to be the determining factor for Matt Nagy and, and whether or not he would want to take um, the competition to another week. Um, and it's, it hasn't even set up really as a competition, but um, I think he wants to see just how Justin operates the offense. And, 
You know, I had somebody there really explained this to me. I think this was a really good way of explaining it. Um, you know, if they have some long verbiage uh, play calls in that offense, and um, the way one of the coaches there explained it to me is when Andy Dalton walks in the huddle, um, you know, he is reciting the play call and talking to his teammates as he goes through the play call. So he's sort of talking to each of the guys through, here's what you do, here's what you do, here's what you do. And when Justin Fields gets in the huddle, um, and this isn't his fault, he's a rookie, but when he gets in the huddle, he's got it memorized and he's just trying to get it out. You know, he's just trying to spit it out. And, um, you know, I think that that's the gap between the two right now where Andy Dalton can really command the offense and Justin Fields is working to get there. Um, and so I, I really think that little thing that none of us are going to be able to see is really going to determine how real um, the idea of Justin Fields playing in year one is going to be is can he get there? And again, like I think a lot of the things he did at Ohio State prepared him to play in the pros. Um, but he said it himself. The one thing that he wasn't as prepared to do was run a huddle. And so, um, you know, I think that that's going to be one thing that the coaches are going to be watching. I think we're going to see the wow plays from Justin. I think the things that you that, that the fans can look for is how quick's the ball coming out, how quick is he seeing it. That stuff he can actually see. But I think the command of the huddle is really the big thing that the coaches are going to be looking for. You know, the funny thing about you saying that, Albert, is to me, I, I, my, my initial thought is, well, then you just go to no more no huddle. Or, or you figure yeah. a way of cutting down the verbiage in the play calls because if he gives you the best chance to win, that's all that matters. It's not about how he goes about spitting out the play and memorizing how to talk about it. Now, look, I was born into an NFL where that's how it was. And you had lengthy yeah. play calls, you had to, you know, but I also had that in college. So it wasn't that big of an issue. But the point you're making with Dalton, like that is a huge difference for a quarterback to walk in there and literally look every guy in the eye, tell him exactly what he's got. Because then those guys play faster and they'll play better for you as a quarterback since they have no doubt about what their responsibility or what their job is on that play. Uh, I, I want to transition, though, to something we kind of talked about earlier in the show. And really, it's been you know almost a broken record with the situation because we don't have any clarity from the NFL what's going to happen with Deshaun Watson. And it seems like it's starting to come to a head as he's getting exposed more to the media. Do you have any idea as far as how this is going to play out between the Houston Texans, Deshaun Watson, the NFL, anything off the field, if we're going to get a trade, any more clarity with any of it? Yeah, and you know, I, I think really the, um, after – What's happened the last few years, and, and you can go through like all of the cases, whether it's Ray Rice or Zeke Elliott. Um, I don't think the NFL, and, and I think the owners, you know, in, are, are involved in this one. Like it's not just the league office. I don't think the NFL wants to play judge, jury, and executioner anymore. You know, like I don't think that they want to start making decisions on what happened, whether someone's right or wrong until um, the legal process plays out. And so, um, you know, I think that that piece of all of this is an important one. And as long as the 22 you know, lawsuits against Watson are out there and there's no settlement and the case isn't adjudicated, um, you know, I, I, I don't think the NFL is going to make any sort of final judgment. So, you know, then the, then the next question becomes, will the NFL allow for him to go out there on the field um, in week one? And, you know, I think that sort of de- – I think that at least in part rides on whether or not criminal charges are brought. So does a grand jury is a grand jury brought? Does the grand jury bring charges and indict them? Um, to me, like that's sort of where we're at right now, and it's gotten awkward because they haven't put them on that commissioner's exempt list. I think the question becomes: um, Will they put them on the exempt list um, if it does get to closer to the season and this thing gets really, really awkward between the Texans and Watson? Um, as for whether or not another team will, play, uh, will, will, will trade for him, which would, I, I think, take some of the pressure off of the league and obviously take some pressure off the Texans, um, I can tell you this. The general manager there, Nick Casario, he is not taking 50 cents on the dollar for him. Um, if you're going to get Deshaun Watson right now, you're going to pay the price that you would have paid January before any of this came to light. And so, um, you know, and I think that that's, that's Nick Casario's right. First big move is the general manager. can't be to – ship away, you know, a 25-year-old franchise quarterback. He's got five years left on his contract at a discount. And so, um, you know, I, I think to me this is really going to be about whether or not another team is willing to pay that. And that's sort of a tough sell if you're another team where the guy's going to come in and instantly be the face of your franchise. And with all this stuff pending, can you afford to fork over whatever it would be, three first-round picks and a couple of quality players 
Um, yeah, I just think because of that dynamic, because the Texans don't want to take less, and it'd be hard for another team to pay full price with all the stuff that's still ongoing, um, we're sort of at the standstill. And I think if another team was willing to pay full price, the Texans would ship them out tomorrow, but that hasn't happened yet. Uh, Albert Breer, MMQB, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio, senior NFL reporter Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn with you here on FSR. Albert, we were talking about the Zach Wilson situation with the Jets and just, you know, some of the reports that are coming out of camp, What you know, do with that what you will. But just the idea... Why did they not sign a veteran backup? Like, like, why was there not a plan in place just in case or at least to kind of slowly work Zach Wilson in? Uh, like, what did you make of their decision to not go that route in the offseason? Well, you know, I, I think at first, um, at the very beginning, it was let's, you know, have this kid drinking from a fire hose and let's just get him every single rep and work him and work him and work him and work him so he'll be ready to go week one. Um, at this point, I think it would really be helpful if he had one as a resource. And that, and that, I mean, I just like, I just look at it and it's like the guys who I like the guy, the other guys in that room, I, I think it's Mike White and, um, and, and James Morgan. I, I like, don't have any, any more experience than he does. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I like, I, I think like getting somebody like Nick Foles in there would be great for Zach Wilson somebody who has an idea of, you know, what it means to be a pro and how to prepare as a pro and maybe has some background in the offense that Michael Floor is putting in. Um, I don't know if Nick Foles wants to go there. Um, it, that might be part of the equation. Um, you know, but regardless of who it is, like, I think having a veteran voice in that locker room and somebody to lean on would be very, very valuable. And, you know, and I think most, like, guys who um, who've come in the league and have had those sorts of sounding board veteran quarterbacks would tell you how valuable it was. Um, you know, I, I think Carson Wentz would tell you that about, about having Chase Daniel, you know, when he was a rookie. I think Patrick Mahomes would tell you how much he learned from Alex Smith. Um, I even think, like, you know, Lamar Jackson, despite the fact that they were competing, um, I think Lamar Jackson took a lot from being around Joe Flacco. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I understood, like, in the spring at first why I was like, you know, okay, like, let's get him every single rap. Um, you know, but at this point, I think you're right. It would be, I think it would be beneficial for Zach to have a, a veteran voice in that room with him. Albert, last one from me, and, and we don't have a ton of time here, but I'm just curious to get your thoughts on Urban Meyer coming out and basically saying it's, it's still an open quarterback competition down in Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on Trevor Lawrence being the number one overall pick, but I think Gardner Minshew might be feeling more pressure given the fact that yeah. he says he hasn't gone number two at least at this point in time in weeks. So, we, we, I mean, what were your <laughs> thoughts on that in general? But I'm, I'm sure this is all just really a charade until week one comes and Trevor's a starter, right? Yeah, yeah Brady, I'm actually more interested in what you, you – you probably have more insight there urban psychology on this than I do. But um, <laughs> I, I – uh, What know, about I, Minshew, I, I, I you got anything on Minshew's condition right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think that, like, I honestly, like, like I think that this is not uncommon, you know what I mean? Like, with first-year coaches come in, and, you know, if if you're going to try to sell competition to the entire team and every position is open, you can't tell, like, you know, a starting guard who's been there for 10 years, and I'm just making this up, but you can't tell a starting guard who's been there for 10 years, oh, yeah, you got to compete for your spot. And then, like, roll out the red carpet for a rookie and say, now the rookie's good. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I just think that that's sort of the dance that you have to the, – the, the dance you have to take part in as a new coach if you're trying to sell some of the things that Urban's going to try to sell. And I, 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 I know this, um, and I don't know him as well as you do, Brady, but I know one of the things that's, you know, always been central to everything um, that, that, that Urban's built, whether it's Bowling Green, Utah, Ohio State, or Florida – is competition's everything. And so, you know, again, like I think if he's going to try to sell competition to his locker room, it would be tough to sell it if the one guy who's exempt from that's a rookie. Uh, Albert Breer, MMQB, senior NFL reporter. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, we always appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for the time. Thanks, Albert. Uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You too. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn here. Uh, I'll keep the coverage. Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, uh, a motivational speech. Could it be the difference in another title for one team? We'll have that for you next here. It's Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.